Greetings and welcome to Disrupt Your Day Season 2, Emerging Business Culture with Petula Sankar Singh. I am the CEO and founder of Vision Ready. Season 2 brings you a powerful lineup of women who dare to be change makers and disrupt your day. Welcome to Disrupt Your Day, Season 2, Emerging Business Culture. I am Petula Sankar Singh, your host for today. And today we have Anna, who's a native to Chicago. She's just a powerhouse in the media realm. She has her own radio show, podcast as well. And we are going to hear her journey, her story, and we're going to talk about the community that she is involved with and relates to. Hi, Anna, how are you? Hey, hey, I am wonderful. Great to be here with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for blessing us with your busy, busy presence (laughs) because you have some amazing things happening. So tell us, um, you have a radio show um, and it's you play music for the queer community. And I feel people don't understand what queer mean means and I would like you to shed some light on that um, as well as talk about um, how entrepreneurs in the community with the queer LGBTQ you know every, everything kind of relates and any challenges you guys have you personally and you've seen that the community has faced because we try to be disruptors and change makers so I'll turn it over to you. Absolutely so I I really feel like I'm a creator of platforms and digital media spaces that center and celebrate BIPOC and QTPOC creatives. And this journey started for me over a decade ago when I started E3 Radio, which is an online radio station, which plays queer music and reports on queer news and high rotation. And I did this because there wasn't anyone telling the stories of Black LGBTQ folks, in particular in Chicago, where I'm based. And I felt like that was just a huge injustice because there was a lot of really amazing people and stories that deserved to be told. And more often than not, when I would go out to interview these folks, they'd be like, Anna, this is the first interview I've ever given. And I'm just like, this is unbelievable. Um, Especially considering the work that some of these people had done and were doing in the community and the change that they were making in people's lives. And I knew that there was a need. Mm-hmm. because I wanted it and so did my friends and my family and um, those who I surrounded myself with. So I knew it was something that we needed. And so we created it and it's been a journey. It's been a passion project up until last year when I quit my job to do it full time. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. It's exciting. It was the best thing I've ever done in my life next to Mary and my wife. Let me, uh. <laughs> let me uh, preface that, um, yes. but it's been a beautiful journey to give it everything I got after coming off COVID, after, you know, leaving corporate, you just don't know what you can make of something until you give it 150% of your time and your energy. Right. And, and it's been a really amazing journey. And throughout the course of this time, Mm -hmm. I've iterated a lot. And I think that that's really important for us as creatives, Mm -hmm. as people out here trying to disrupt, you know, someone's day is that you disrupt in many different ways and you find the ways in which disruption works for you. And so I always like to say that, especially for people involved in um, civil disobedience or people who want to, you know, um, disrupt what's happening politically is that everyone has a role. 
everyone's got a jam, right? Uh, some people's jam is protesting in the streets. Some people's jam is doing the work inside of state legislators, late legislatures and lobbying. Some people's jam is taking care of their family and making sure their children are safe, right? So you have to find out what type of disruption works for you. And for me, my disruption is media. My disruption is using my voice, creating platforms to create the, the world in which I would like to see, right? Mm -hmm. One of my favorite quotes is by Shirley Chisholm. And she says, you know, if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. Oh, and, nice. You know? Yeah. And I love that quote. And I also love to take that quote and shape it and say that I feel like for so many spaces, when I talk about radio, when I talk about podcasting, we brought our chairs, <laughs> you know, we brought our folding chairs to these tables and it's long past due for us to just build our own yes. and to build our own table, to build our own chairs and invite those in who are who are in alignment with what we believe in and what we're looking to do and the change that we want to see in the world mm -hmm. so that brings me to today also in that we're right now creating a new digital platform called the cube yeah. right where we are um going to be a curated app for music and podcasts by bipoc and qt pop creatives mm -hmm. and we've we saw that and we brought podcasting into the mix of what we were doing with the radio station because the same <laughs> inequities that yeah. we saw in media are, are just translating themselves into podcasting. Mm -hmm. And when you've got 43% of your listenership identifying as a person of color, but when you go into these major apps, you don't see people of color, there's a no. problem. Yeah. There's a problem. It's a huge problem. I agree. Yeah. Oh my God. It just sounds amazing. Um, so I know you were saying your jam is media. That's how you get out there. That's how you bring all this amazingness to the world. Um, what would you do? What do you think that needs to be done for further change? I know you're taking the change by filtering through media. What do you see in the media realm and for what you do um, that needs to be done for any change to happen? Ownership. Right. So ownership is the probably one of the number one things we can do. <clears throat> and excuse me. Um, we have to be able to control the narrative. Yes. You know, I see it from an LGBTQ perspective when I see all the trans women who are murdered and when I see media reporting on them. Right. They are dead naming them and misgendering them. Mm -hmm. And. And that is not acceptable, no. but but it's this due to ignorance and and it starts with who reported the crime then it goes to the person who actually reports it to the media and and none of that changes without people being in power who have some type of value and stake in telling that person's story and their and understanding their humanity in it right mm -hmm. i think that no one can tell your stories better than you can and if ownership continues to look like the 1% then 99% of people's stories aren't going to be told correctly. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I think that there's a lot of work to do, but I think so much of it starts in ownership. So much of it starts in C-suite mm -hmm. of companies and organizations, because when people know that leadership buys in to something greater than just the bottom line, yeah. then the stories that are told in media and that are reported on will mm -hmm. inherently be different. Yes. Yes, I agree. Man, you're just like hitting all kinds of heartstrings for me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. 
So I got a couple of questions for you, Anna. Um, right. So what's something people seem to misunderstand about you? Misunderstand? Yes. I'd probably say that I'm probably, I probably come off as pretty, a pretty serious person. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am a Virgo. So, you know, a lot of fluffy conversations don't really come as naturally to me, but, <laughs> but my wife will tell you that I can be very goofy. And those that know me very well can know that I can be very goofy and, oh. <laughs> and fun loving, uh, but often because of the work that I do, right. Uh, having a sense of humor doesn't always come along with the personality traits for people or what people assume um, of who we are. And so yeah. that's probably one thing people misunderstand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what is the failure that you most cherish? Fail, failure I most cherish. Yeah. Failure. Okay. So failure is not something I really own as a word. Yes. So that's a tough question for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can think of it as an, you went after something, right? Um, And you didn't quite get there at that time, but you cherished the moment, removing the word failure. Yeah, I was trying, I was going to sub the word for like challenge. (laughs) Um, <laughs> yeah because sometimes they say you know failure is a positive thing right or challenges that you know could be viewed as positive you know um but they're also learning lessons so you know I'm sure throughout your time starting your radio station moving from the corporate world into your own you faced something that you came across uh, but you know you cherished it more as a learning lesson than a failure how about that yeah, it's all of that. Yeah. <laughs> there are, I mean, there are plenty of those moments. I think we we all have those moments. Yes. And it's about how you move through that, mm-hmm. move through the storm. Yes. yes. I'd so I'll just take one that just is most okay. recent. Sure. Um, because it's it just circles back to the business and entrepreneurship and yes. what we're here to do. And um, and so there's a pitch competition. Mm-hmm. that's called um here in chicago called tech rise and okay. it's a wonderful organization who is seeking to fund black and latinx tech founders oh from God. across the city and so they do these pitch competitions every week where people can win twenty thousand dollars for their business mm-hmm. and i competed and oh. i didn't and i didn't win oh that's okay. yeah <laughs> so there so we go i didn't win but it was also an, uh, an amazing opportunity to be seen for people to see my story, um, to hear about our business. So in that moment, I was disappointed, but at the same time, I was up against some great competition mm-hmm. and a business that I wanted to go use. That's who I lost to. Um, and oh. so in that moment, you're disappointed, you prepared, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you wanted to get out there and get that win. Mm-hmm. But the amazing part about this program is that you have an opportunity to come back. And so they did invite, in fact, invite me back and I won the next time. Yeah. (laughs) And and it was a, it was a pretty sweet situation to have not won once Mm -hmm. and then to come back and sort of get this redemptive moment. And, and what I found so very interesting was that in between the pitch that I didn't win and the one that I did 
I went to a variety of networking events mm-hmm. and tech networking events. And mm-hmm. everyone, someone said, oh yeah, I saw your pitch. You were great. <gasps> and they had, it had nothing to do with the fact that I lost. They were just like, <laughs> oh, sorry, you lost. But your pitch was great. Yeah. And so it's just a sort of reminder that any opportunity, mm-hmm. whether you win, lose, whether you use words like a failure or you know whatever, it's never really that. Right. So I definitely come from a place um, of where my ethos tells me that all of it's for a purpose. All of it has yeah. a plan. I am on the, the path that I was meant to be on right now at this very moment in time. And yeah. so in the moments where things are not going your way, and I mean it to the most minuscule moment mm-hmm. of when you thought you had your day plan, you was yeah. on the road driving somewhere, traffic hit you and you are pissed because you are late. <laughs> Um, even in that moment, you are not late Mm -hmm. in that moment. You are going to arrive exactly when you're supposed to arrive (laughs) and whatever is supposed, whatever is going to happen is going to happen once you get there. And it is, it is being conscious in those moments because Mm -hmm. otherwise you will live your life in frustration and anger and and being upset. You you, you cursing people out on the expressway because you mad. Is you were supposed to be there 10 minutes ago. But in fact, you're just supposed to be there exactly when you're supposed you're to be supposed there. To. You know, I love, love that. I love your positive energy. I love you from the day one I met you. Yeah. <laughs> You've always had this. What would you tell other entrepreneurs in your community and people who have struggled just to tear down barriers and, you know, implement change and to be seen? Um, how would you direct them to have that mindset and to stay positive? And and, you know, everything's supposed to happen when it's supposed to happen. You know, um, I completely believe in affirmations and mantras and stuff like that. So what would you um, say, you know, give advice to an entrepreneur um, trying to make it, you know, and they're hitting challenges after challenges? Yeah, I'm the same way. So I got a prayer corner in my house with my affirmation books and my journals and where I write my letters to myself of gratitude when I'm at my best self, it happens every mm-hmm. evening or I do it in the mornings mm-hmm. um, because it's so incredibly important to remain in a space of gratitude because being an entrepreneur is pretty lonely. And so you do a lot of things throughout the day, but sometimes at the end of the day, you feel like, what in the world did I do? So if you, <laughs> did I just respond a whole bunch of emails today? You know what I mean? Uh, but it is in those moments that you have to find the gratitude to understand yeah. how much you are really getting done. And yeah. that just working all day, just because you're up or sitting at a computer does not mean that you're being effective or efficient or reaching the goals, you know, or doing the things to reach your goals that you ought to be doing. Yeah. And so I find a lot of value in my gratitude journal. I find a lot of value in my affirmations. Mm -hmm. I say, find tools that work for you. So for me, affirmations absolutely work for me. Um, Sitting in silence in the morning before the world wakes up works for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also surround myself with other entrepreneurs through cohorts and accelerators Mm -hmm. and these spaces where other people are dreaming because there's a lot of people around you who are not. And, and in sometimes it's because they feel like they can't yeah. with life, children, family, our own, you know, pieces that we hold on to that we haven't worked yeah. through yet. So you got to find yourself around yourself with people who are like-minded and, and on the paths and doing things that you want to do. 
Ah, oh, that's awesome. Well, I, I encourage everyone to get that, at least have a journal um, to write every day. Um, I feel like it helps you. And, and you're right, your journey through entrepreneurship is very lonely. Because it's funny that you say that, because sometimes I'm on a computer and I'm like, okay, it's five o'clock. And did I just sit here and really just do emails all day? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I totally relate. So before we get into basically a little bit more about you and your app coming out, um, one more question for you. Um, if you could go back five years in your life, what advice would you give yourself today? Remain patient. Mm-hmm. Remain patient. Remain steadfast. Yes. Um, you know, be com- stay committed, stay consistent, stay courageous. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh. Because I've been at this a long time, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, my first show on the radio station was in November of 2009. Wow. Yeah. So it's been a very long time that we started this journey. And it <laughs> five years ago, you know, I was tired. I can remember being tired. Mm-hmm. Corporate, a, a very demanding corporate job and environment. Yes. Life, it can all get a little heavy. So mm-hmm. remaining consistent, remaining committed and remaining courageous is probably what I would mm-hmm. tell myself. So let's talk about your favorite quote. Mm. Uh, first, they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Then they fight you. Then you win by yeah. Gandhi. Yeah, I love that quote. I did too. Um, I love that. that resonate with you as a creative? Because there are stages to this thing Mm -hmm. and everybody is not going to be with, with on the journey with you. And so, you know, I think there, there are people that will laugh at you. I, you know, so when we talk about what we're building with the cube, I've had, I had someone who was just like, what are you thinking? Why do you think you can compete against a Spotify or an Apple or why not? <laughs> or a Stitcher, right? Um, you know, that's what someone asked me. And mm-hmm. it's a valid question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. audacity, right? But this is what I'm called to do. And so I think that that Gandhi quote, I think, just speaks to the yeah. reality that it's impossible until someone does it. Yes. Yes. I like that. And then there's something that you're doing that's in that someone else sees as impossible and it's possible because you were the one that's called to do it. So that quote, I love that quote. It means a lot to me. So you're definitely a change maker and you're definitely a disruptor. So let's just get into a little bit about, um, your bio is incredible. Uh, you know, a native Chicago, like I mentioned earlier, podcast media since 2009 um, of E3. Um, now your most recently found the cube, as we mentioned. So it's a curated app and music and podcast for BIPOC and um, QTPOC um, creatives. So you're determined to, uh, it says Anna's determined to ride media in its new era by utilizing online radio streams to tell her story and play the music that deserves to be heard. How incredible. So tell us when the app's coming out, how we could find it, how we follow you, all the greatness about Anna. <laughs> yes. Um, 
So the app is set to drop the first week in April. And you can stay in touch with us by visiting the website, thecube.app, T-H-E-Q-U-B-E dot app, and sign up for our newsletter because you will be the first ones to know that the app has dropped and you can stay in, in touch with like the progress that we're making and all the things that are happening between now and then. So I definitely encourage everybody to go to the website and sign up for the newsletter. You can also follow us on social media, Instagram, on Facebook, the Cube app, also on Twitter, if that's your jam. And honestly, what we're building here is special. And it's special for a couple of reasons. One is that the podcasts that we're going to have in here are curated. So we're not looking to build a search engine or a directory. I believe there's plenty of those. Yeah. What we're looking to say is that here is where the best podcasts by BIPOC and QTPOC folks reside. And my hope is that if someone listens to a podcast, they may not like it, but they know it's good enough quality to recommend it to somebody else <laughs> yeah. who they think might like it, right? I think the the beautiful part right now is that we are going to have a library a collection of just amazing content creators who deserve visibility and they deserve discoverability. And it's nearly impossible in some of these larger search engines and directories. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing I think is really amazing about the app is that users, you'll be able to choose your topics that you care about per normal, but you'll also be able to choose your identities. And so we'll be able to serve you up a Latinx Spanish speaking comedy podcast if we have that in our library mm -hmm. or if you're looking for a family queer podcast if we yeah. have that in our library we'll be able to serve that up to you based upon yeah. the recommendations mm -hmm. because the same identities that we're asking of users we're asking of our creators as well mm -hmm. so that type of pairing mm -hmm. it just doesn't exist and people want to find content that is for them and by them and so I think yes. that both of those things are really special. In addition, we'll have the radio station, E3 yeah. Radio, as part yeah. of the app, as a featured piece of content, mm -hmm. where we're highlighting independent artists and queer artists and R&B and soul. We got a pop funk show, and we've got the Queer News Podcast that I host, where we I host it every day, mm -hmm. um, seven minutes a day, where we're talking about the top three stories happening in the LGBTQ community around the world. And so all of that's going to be able to be at your fingertips, yeah. Um, within the app. So I'm really excited about what it's going to be and mean to people in the marketplace. Well, this sounds amazing. I cannot wait for it to launch. And thank you so much for joining me today, Anna. This was amazing for sharing your story. Everyone um, follow us. Uh, all her information will be in the description. And just continue to be change makers and disruptors yourselves and, you know, continue to follow the journey of entrepreneurs. <laughs> so thank you, Anna, again, for joining. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for listening and letting us disrupt your day. Make sure and subscribe to our podcast. For the latest entrepreneur buzz, please sign up for our newsletter. The link is in the description. Remember, be the change you want to see in the world. Until next time.